podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off our chests Hello folks and welcome to what is the penultimate episode of the Charlotte Edwards Cup review brought to you by County Cricket Natters in conjunction with Women's Cricket chat i'm sam dalling and i'm joined on this i was going to say lovely sunday evening it's just not it's a really grim sunday evening so let's try and brighten it up western storm skipper has a smile on her face that i'm sure has been there since yesterday sophie luff how are you yeah very well sam excellent excellent you've managed to get out of the washing up i hear yeah, I've washing up, so always bonus. Uh, is a bonus and i'm also delighted to have hannah thompson with us hey hannah hi how are you doing? I'm good. I'm having my tea cooked for me at the moment, so not got out of the washing up yet. But uh, yeah, all good. Sun- Sunday evening, getting ready for the week. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. I am a very lazy human being. So I guess I could say I'm having my tea cooked for me, but it's being cooked elsewhere and it's going to be delivered to me at some point <laughs> in the next hour or so. Right. The group stages then are done of the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Everyone's played six games. We know who's going to the final why don't as we've got Sophie Luff with us we'll start with their victory Western Storm's victory over the Central Sparks at Worcester lovely place new road the Sparks all about the Joneses again Amy made 63 Eve 27 for Amy that I think was her third 50 in six knocks she's the leading scorer in the competition with a strike rate of 100 and 41 the storm in the end got over the line with seven balls to spare it was a little bit hit and miss or not hit and miss it was a bit of touch and go at one stage but some late danny gibson hitting and georgia hennessy who steered the chase marvelously with 47 unbeaten off 45 balls but sophie before we talk about the batting i want to ask you how good were Claire Nicholas and Sophie Smell in this one? Eight overs, three for 39 between them. Yeah, look, they were exceptional. And to be fair, they have been throughout this competition. I mean, I think we've spoke on this podcast before, but Sophia's only 17, um, which is ridiculous, to be honest. It's our oldest member of the team in CT and our youngest. Um, yeah, leading the spin attack. And yeah, they were they were excellent yesterday. I mean, CT is just so reliable. Um, it's, it's actually quite scary. Like she bowls two, three overs for me in the power play. I know exactly what I'm going to get from her. Um, she really is the captain dream um so if she can keep playing for a couple more years i'll be very happy with that is she the person you go to then whenever is she the person you go to when you need a wicket or keep it tight or a bit of both i think she's a a squeezer for me so like yeah she's she's going to pick up wickets but she's going to do that through creating dots and and building pressure that way and, and squeezing batters um so yeah that's when i try and use her and obviously in the power play as much as i do want to take wickets i think we're going to get those wickets through her containment. Yeah, it's a fine balance. I realised as soon as I said it as well, I called her Sophie Smale, and I know it's Sophia Smale. I know that. I've got it written in front of me, so sorry, 
Sophia. Hannah, how good has her emergence been? She played almost the entire, well, she played the entire tournament. I think she was out in the middle, wasn't she, in that dramatic victory against the Sunrisers on the oh, second day of the season, was that? Picked up a couple of wickets in each of the last two games. That's lovely to see, isn't it? Yeah, and she's coming across so much more mature in her game compared to being just 17 years old. Um, obviously, like, I don't know too much about it. It's the first season of actually seeing her on this stage, but getting 14 dot balls, like Luffy, you must be so happy talking about squeezing. Like 14 dot balls is exactly what you want from your young spinner. Four overs, 17 runs, two wickets. Really, really impressive. Yeah, she did the same against the Southeast Stars previously as well. Four overs, two for 18. I mean, it's awesome stuff. Sophie, talk us through that run chase. I mean, well, I was watching a little bit as well when Fran Wilson got caught by Eve Jones. That was a real swirling catch as well. It looked a bit windy down at New Road and it looked like potentially you were on the back foot at that point. But what did it feel like from the dressing room? I think we were always positive. I think as long as Heno was there to sort of navigate us through the innings, uh, which she did superbly, to be honest. I was I was always quite confident. Like we've got depth in our batting lineup, and the girls coming in play with real freedom, as as Danny Gibson demonstrated. Um, I mean, yeah, if you if you go on the scorecard and watch her three boundaries, it's it's pretty exceptional hitting, to be honest. Uh, it, it was windy, so I don't want to say that her six was wind assisted, but um, it it was pretty pretty big. Um, it, it cleared our dugout. Um, so yeah, um, like some extraordinary hitting from her, and and that's what we want to see from her. I've I've spoken a lot about her in the past about how good she is, and I think she's starting to show that on the big stage now. You don't want to say it's wind assisted, but kind of just did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> she won't yeah, listen it, to this anyway. I, I remember seeing it though. She took a couple of steps down towards Liz Russell. Was it? I think it was the bowler, wasn't she? And just swung from the hip. Uh, yeah, well, it was a great strike. She's got a lot of power. Well. A wonderful way for Western Storm to finish the tournament. Unfortunately, they didn't quite make it, finishing in third with 13 points. But that game, so the Central Sparks qualify. They've won four of six group games. But the Diamonds missed an opportunity, didn't they, down at Southampton. They're in a different group, but just to remind everyone, top two teams go through automatically. And then it's the best second place team. We can come on to that later. I'm not sure why there isn't just top two and two semi-finals, but hopefully that is coming. But we are where we are at the moment. So the Diamonds, had they beaten the Vipers, they would have nipped in potentially to the finals day. Didn't happen though. The Vipers has already run the group, but they are relentless. Diamonds had a star-studded lineup. I think, was it eight internationals and 845 caps? Did someone do the maths? But it wasn't enough. They batted first. Skipper Holly Armitage made 48 unbeaten. Nat Saiba made 50. She was run out by a direct hit from my about. Bouchier? Is it Bouchier? Bouchier. Bouchier, a part of the GC. My, I'm terrible tonight <laughs> with names. Direct hit from the boundary with four overs to go. Maybe it made a difference they still added 32 in the last four charlie dean relentless with her wicket taking she went moved into double figures picked up the dangerous best heath and stayer callis vipers well danny wyatt top of the order 21 off seven balls set the tone obviously katie levitt got out she just takes wickets for fun in this tournament two wickets in and over from leah kasperic 
made it a little bit closer than the Vipers might have liked, but they got home comfortably. They dropped four catches, Hannah. Catches win matches, it's easy to say, and they'll be ruining that. Yeah, no, they absolutely will be. And like you said, like on paper, the Diamonds should have been absolutely slaying it. Um, like you mentioned, the international experience is just absolutely mad because you've got associate member players as well, and you've got like Lee Casper coming over from New Zealand, former Scotland. Um, just the, the list is just ridiculous. The return of Jenny Gunn, return of um, Catherine Brunn and Nat Siver, or the Siver Brunts or Brunt Sivers um, after their. Uh, wedding last weekend um it's it's I just don't understand how he didn't get that over the line to be fair um obviously last year in the Charlotte Edwards cup eliminator round or whatever it was called it was the uh, diamonds versus the vipers and the diamonds pipped the vipers to go through into the final to then end up being bridesmaids once again um the diamonds unfortunately have got a long history of coming second like one of their um counties as well Yorkshire Unfortunately, I've always been second place in the kind of county competitions as well. Um, but yeah, obviously, catches do win matches and you've got to be tight in the field. Vipers have just maintained their absolute dominance, unbeaten, and that's the momentum that they want going into the final, isn't it now? So Vipers are straight through into the final and then Central Sparks and South East Stars will be battling out to see who will face them. Yeah, a little bit of revenge there, as Hannah mentioned, for last year's eliminator semi-final, whatever you want to call it. Sophie, for you, are the Vipers' favourites now going into finals day? Can you see past them? No, I don't think you you can see past them, really. They've won six out of six, uh, which is pure dominance in that group, isn't it? But at the end of the day, you know, they can win every group game, but it, it all comes down to Saturday and that one game, that one performance. And we know that anything can happen in T20. So, yeah, they've definitely got momentum. Um, you know, they've got strength and depth in their squad. And, you know, they were able to rotate a few players out yesterday by the looks of things to rest them ahead of next weekend. Um, but, yeah, they they look really strong, um, as much as it pains me to, to say it as a Storm player. Um, but, yeah, hopefully whoever does reach the final um, can give them a, a run for their money. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's going to be a wonderful occasion and the other team so we've got central sparks are through seven vipers are through top of the group six from six for them and southeast stars they were already through today because of the results yesterday in fact they might have been i forget all the permutations but a win saw them top the group i mean it doesn't really matter because their opponents stayed the same but you want to you want to keep winning you want to get on these runs they beat the sunrisers by 56 runs down at Guildford, 183 for nine they put on. That's the second highest total in Charlotte Edwards Cup history. Bryony Smith, 50 at the top of the order. Eilish Cranston, who's been in fine form all tournament, making 32 as well. Sunrise is 120. Seven all out. They got off to the worst possible start, losing a, a wicket with of the very first ball of the innings. Safi Stars shared the wickets around as well. Seven, six of their seven bowlers took wickets. It's been disappointing for the Sunrisers, hasn't it, Hannah? Yeah, you you were really hoping that they would have kind of gone out in the same kind of style of Western Storm did on this weekend, absolutely annihilate their opponents and create a really close game. But unfortunately, it wasn't the case. 
here, unfortunately, it was more of a familiar scene of like last year. Um, yeah, it, it's hard, isn't it? Because when you got Bryony Smith going like she did, there's no kind of stopping her, is there? Um, I'm trying trying to think of positives for sunrises. Um, obviously, I guess Kelly Castle, captain. Um, she bowled really well and was the only kind of bowler to go unscathed at all. I think she picked up two and um, was quite low on her economy as well. But the rest of the team, unfortunately, bowling-wise, got absolutely smashed around the park. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's just really disappointing from the sunrises on this occasion. Unfortunately, they could, just couldn't, couldn't respond to a, a total that was put far out of their reach by the stars just creating a platform with Smith and Cranstone at the start. Yeah, Sophie, talk to me a bit about Bryony Smith, you don't mind. 50 on the money from just 30 balls. That power play as well, 81 without loss, or six overs. Uh, talk to me about Bryony Smith and talk to me about what, you, what goes through your mind as a captain in the power play when teams are scoring at that kind of rate. Yeah, look, Bry's a, a very good player, isn't she? And um, she hits the ball hard, she hits the ball far. Um, as skipper, I'm getting everyone to sit on the ring when Bry's batting. Um, yeah, um, look, you've just got to try and hold your nerve as, as much as possible. And yeah, as, as painful as it is sometimes, if your plan A is not working, your plan B is not working, then yeah, you, to players like Bry, you, you may well have to have a plan C up here up your sleeve. Um, I'm not sure the boundary size is at Guildford, but I would suggest that it was probably quite short on one side, which she looked to target, um, having seen some of her boundaries earlier today. Um, so yeah, look, she's she's a, a player that can dominate in the power play and there's there's probably not too many around that can can take the game away from you that quickly. Um, so stars have have got one in her and I'd probably say that she's she's got starts in this competition so far, but hasn't really like kicked on and got 50, 60, etc. So yeah, she's probably um, finding her feet and finding form. And, you know, that's dangerous for the Sparks um, if, they if they're going to face stars. At, um, sorry. Um, yeah, they're going to face stars on um, Saturday. Yeah, don't worry. I keep getting mixed up. All the, all the names, they're just, they're just mashing to one by this stage of the tournament. Right. Going to put you both on the spot. Viper's already in the final. Hannah, Central Sparks versus Southeast Stars. Who's getting through that one? I mean, if Bryony bats the way she did today, it's one of those with momentum as well, isn't it? So obviously, like, Luffy, you've taken away the momentum from the Sparks. Um, and I think with the Sparks as well, it's like, if Izzy comes off, they could be, you know, it, it could be a similar tale for them. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I think at the moment, I think the Stars have got added weight. They want to defend their title. Hopefully... They will see it off, maybe, but um, I don't know. I, I, my gut at the moment is saying stars. Sophie, you're smiling. You've had a little bit of time to think about it as well. Where are you going in that semi-final? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the stars as well. I think they're peaking at the right time in this competition. Um, I think both both teams are evenly matched in terms of their bowling lineups. I think they're both. I think they're teams that have got very good bowling lineups. Um, Southeast Stars have got so many options from a bowling perspective. Sparks have sort of stuck with five bowlers throughout the competition, 
there or thereabouts. Um, Liz Russell's obviously come in for the last couple of games, giving them another seam option. Um, but yeah, I, I think Stars have got the batting lineup to be able to take the game away from Sparks. Um, Sparks seem heavily reliant on Amy Jones at the minute. Um, which, of course, looks she can go out and get a score at the weekend as well. So I might eat my words. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Stars. It's interesting talking about bowling. You know, when T20 first came in, you think, right, four overs each, so we've got to use five bowlers. But so often these days you see teams use a minimum of six. It's quite frequent that seven bowlers are used. As a skipper, when you're looking at your options going into the side, is seven the number you're thinking about? Well, at Storm, I feel like I've got a lot of options. Uh, I think in I think just in the women's game and how it's developing, there's just so many all-rounders now. Um, I mean, look, a lot of the attacks are probably spin-dominated. Um, it's great that we're seeing some young seamers come into the mix now. You've got Freya Kemp, Izzy Wong, Lauren Bell, you know, all these girls that are probably going to go on and have careers with England somewhere down the line. Um, but yeah, I think having different options is, is so valuable. Um, and as a captain... You know, in the shorter format now, like matchups are so important. You know, you've got people that, you know, can turn the ball away from the bat more more often than not is what you want to go with. So having, you know, an off spinner, a leg spinner, depending on, you know, right, left hand, those things are really important. I think we've spoken about it on commentary before, haven't we, Sam, around, you know, the value of left arm seamers, left arm spinners, and just creating different angles um, to challenge batters to restrict their options. Yeah, it's all about variety and I suppose not having, not letting batters settle. It's amazing, amazing insight we get from Sophie into captaincy. You should hear on commentary, Hannah. I, stuff I'm just completely oblivious to. It just you can see the captain's mind almost coming into commentary. It's absolutely magnificent. Right, one final game. We not shouldn't gloss over it. In the end, I don't like to use the word meaningless in the context of the tournament neither side could do anything but it was actually quite a big game for the lightning and the thunder up at old trafford it determined who would finish bottom of the group lightning tough season for them ended badly 103 all out they got off this rapid start they had 27 off the first 10 balls it was a weird weird power play they were then 29 for free and ended up 44 for free and I think Hannah you said on a, a couple of shows ago that there are stats out there we, we haven't tracked them down but if you lose three wickets in the power play you're basically unlikely to go on and win the game Sophie Eccleston's five for 15 was the joint best figures in the tournament no surprises to anyone that Katie Levick has also done the same Thunder, they slipped to 25 for free in response Georgie Boyce, Kate Cross Sophie Eccleston all out cheaply, but I've written this down. I'm going to say it. it's going to sound awful. Come off the hour, come off Emma Lamb, 42 off 30. Some of the shots she played, I don't know if you've seen the replays, a few delicate little tickles round the corner off Pippa Cleary, Catherine Bryce and Sophie Munro. A good finish for them, Sophie. Yeah, very good. Um, and yeah, I don't think you can look past sort of Lamb and Eccleston leading the way for Thunder in that game, can you? Um, I do want to mention Ellie Threlkeld's stumping off Eccleston to to create that uh, five-wicket haul for her. I think it was the last ball of us spell. And yeah, if you haven't seen it, it is all over social media. Um, it's it's magnificent. Um, great hands, great awareness. Um, yeah, Eccleston was more concerned about celebrating her fifer. Um, but yeah, credit where credit's due. Um, yeah, Ellie Threlkeld, that, it was a great bit of glove work. 
Yeah, you stole my thunder. I was going to throw to Hannah because she, she, she had Ellie on the show earlier in the season. Josie Groves went, uh, what a bit of work that inside the bat, beat leg stump. She made it look so easy. Amazing as well, the setup they've got up at Thunder in conjunction with Lancashire as well. That bit of social media is one of the best out there, no? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like my media nerd, like my head was just like, oh my God, this is, this is what we want to see across, you know, every region. Obviously at Somerset and at Gloucester, made it amazing for Western Storm as well. Probably the, the second best team when it comes to the social side for a women's game. But Thunder have just upped their game massively. Like their pre-match shows, everything. The production values are amazing. But obviously they've got a really good sponsor in Emirates to be able to do that. And not everybody has that resource at the moment. So I think that's obviously a key part of it, but it just shows what the future could look like. And in contrast to today's match, like trying to watch the Sunrisers match with no commentary, a singular camera where a shot's played, but you don't know where it's gone and there's nobody there to tell you where it's gone. um, That's obviously really disappointing and it's going to start to look really embarrassing if the other teams don't catch up. Obviously, when we talk about catching up, you do need that resource and the structures in place first. So lots of to be aware about there. But oh, that kind of the slow-mo as well of that Eccleston and um, Frelkeld work on socials just looks so good because it's, it's in kind of slow-mo and it kind of speeds up and like that. It just really exaggerates it, doesn't it? Um, I think there's some people on social media saying the social clip does make it look so much better than what it was live because you just see the kind of the bat isn't even kind of grounded and just the drama of it all and that's what we want we want to be able to sell the product of the women's game don't we so yeah it's fantastic and I know from a little bit of insight from the live streaming stuff that I do those slow-mo cameras aren't on every ball they have to actually physically have someone who decide they just nip away from the main camera and decide so I can only imagine because I see it at Somerset the excitement of the people running it when they've picked the right ball to get a slow-mo like that I mean they just that is their stuff of dreams so it was wonderful to see Sophie reflecting on the Charlotte Edwards Cup for you and hasn't quite ended how you wanted but how how's it been for you are you seeing an improvement of standards across the board yeah the standards have gone through the roof to be honest um you've only got to look at our group I think it was it was so competitive um like there was no easy game and you know although Sunrise's results um, you know, don't show any points. Um, I think they are definitely a side to be wary of and, and they're definitely on the up. Um, yeah, like I said, no easy game. So you've got to be on the money. And, you know, we were probably a little bit slow getting off the mark in the competition. And, and you know, that's what, ha- what happened last year. And we've got to be a little bit better at, at trying to um, pick up points at, earlier in the competition and find our feet um, in the format. Um, but yeah, like, Positives for me, um, you know, the likes of Sophia Smell coming into the squad and holding her own, you know, as captain, um, you know, that's what I want to see. I want to be able to have these young girls come into the side and, and be able to back them. Um, you know, Neve Holland's another example, 17. I asked her to bowl the last over of the innings yesterday um, because i got a gut feel that she's, she's the one that can do a job for me. And, you know, um, it, it doesn't matter about their age if they've got the skills, um, and are able to execute, then, you know, I'm going to back them as captain. And, you know, I think the dressing room, we're all backing each other. So, yeah, on to next year. Uh, before that, though, hopefully uh, we fare better in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. Yeah, and Hannah, still got one day of the tournament to go, and it's, it's the biggest day of the tournament. But highlight for you, any standout moments so far? 
Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I think, to be fair, the one that kind of comes to mind is that Western Storm versus Sunrise's fr- thriller. Like that game, it just got taken it to the wire. Obviously, it looks like Sunrise were going to get their first win on the board, and then Storm completely took away the momentum. And then that final ball overthrow was just the drama that people just want to see, don't they? You know, I guess as well, just the emergence of new names, new faces, and perhaps some of the regular players from last year being sidelined and having to fight for their place again because of these new kind of emerging players. It's been quite interesting stories to be able to tell and see. And yeah, it's just building, building onwards and upwards, I think. It is building. It's only going to get better, both on the pitch and on the pitch. Right, finals day, Saturday the 11th of June at Northamptonshire. Is it it's Wanted Road still, or have they got some sponsor's name? I never know these days what they call them. It will always be Wanted Road to me. Central Sparks take on the South East Stars at 11am. A bit later on in the afternoon, the winner will take on Southern Vipers to determine who takes home the trophy. We will naturally be covering all that. We'll be looking back at the tournament talking about finals day as well on Sunday. In the meantime, Hannah, thank you so much for taking time out this evening. Thanks for having me. Uh, You're very welcome. And Sophie, likewise, been wonderful to have you on the show and I will see you later in the week, I think. Thanks, Sam. Yep, I think I'm due in on Friday. Sunset versus Kent. Excellent. Good. Well, you've got five days of research time then, I'm sure, now there's no cricket to be played. Um, I will be doing likewise. Right, we'll be back in a week's time. In the meantime, enjoy your weeks, enjoy the final, and let's see what happens. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Sports Social Podcast Network.